Hello ladies and welcome to another wonderful episode of Chats with Dr. T on my podcast where I tend to talk more about women's health. Now health we know is not just the absence of disease but a good state of mental, emotional and psychological well-being. In this topic we're going to be talking more about the mental and psychological well-being of women focusing on two very vital topics namely forgiveness and prayer this recording focuses mainly on a few tips that we can adopt as women as we make a choice to forgive people that have hurt us and for those of the christian faith it's also an exposition into the role of prayers in our lives. Enjoy as you listen to the message, but to summarize, it talks about the ASAR of forgiveness, A standing for acknowledging, two, S starting for speaking, three, A starting for acting, and four, repeat, which is to repeat the whole process. Talking of prayer, I'm going to be talking about the acronym of prayer, P-R-A-Y-E-R, standing for persistence, reliance on the word of God, assurance that God answers, yielding to the will and the word of God, expectation that God will hear us, and ensuring that when we pray, it resonates with the word of God. In conclusion on this message, you will see that it is very important to keep our faith alive, to keep our hope alive, and to make a decision to forgive. As you listen to this message here, I pray and hope that you will be blessed. You will have something to take away. Listen on. God bless you, and I'll see you at the end of the clip. I have redefined the relationship I have with that person and there's nothing bad in that so sometimes we need to redefine but we need to let people go and after we forgive we already talked about this we're free the Holy Spirit helps us we don't feel bitter we feel that you know whatever has held us bound because unforgiveness is like putting ourselves in a prison and how do we walk in forgiveness we already mentioned that. We keep praying for people. We focus on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. The one that showed us the greatest example of forgiveness. Remember Jesus' experience on the cross. After everything that was done to him, what did he say? He still prayed for them. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Next slide. next thank you so i coined something and that is called the asar of forgiveness is a s a r and this is a combination of both what the scriptures teach us and what psychologists have you know researched upon as the steps that we need to take when we forgive anybody that has hurt us the first thing is to acknowledge we shouldn't live in denial we shouldn't leave and say, oh, this person didn't hurt me. The guy that molested me as a child hurt me. So I need to acknowledge that fact. I need to speak that fact. 
I need to say, you know what? This action offended me. It made me feel bad. There's nothing bad in acknowledgement. Even in the scriptures, when we give our lives to Christ, we say, we acknowledge our sins. We say, Father, forgive us of all these sins that we have committed. So we need to acknowledge that experience. We don't want to shut it out and just put it on the back burner. And then we continue to burn, we continue to suffer because we have not acknowledged, we have not spoken, we haven't identified what that problem is. We haven't called it what it is. The second thing we need to do is to speak it. We need to talk about it. We need to talk to a friend, a mentor, a pastor. Talk to God. Some people feel, okay, I don't want to tell. This sin is so terrible, I don't want to talk to anybody. And I'll give myself as an example. I only talked about my sexual abuse when I was 48. And it happened to me before I turned 10. So for 30 years, I carried that with me. But immediately I found my, uh, the, 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 the opportunity to speak about it. It became easier for me to forgive. And the next thing is to act it. Sometimes something must change when you forgive. If somebody has offended you and you, you are not, no longer on speaking terms with them, one thing you may want to do when you know you've forgiven them is to say hello to them. Now they may not answer you. They may not respond to your text, but you know you, you are acting what you have acknowledged, what you have spoken about, you're actually manifesting it. And this next thing I've said is repeat. And the reason why I put this repeat is to, know, to let people know that sometimes forgiveness is a process. Sometimes forgiveness is not like putting your noodles in the microwave oven. And it's done and out. No. Sometimes forgiveness is a process. Sometimes you need to have counseling. You need to talk to a counselor. Talk to your pastor, a psychologist, a therapist. To deal with some of the things that may be holding you back from forgiving whoever has hurt you. So the ASA of forgiveness is to acknowledge, to speak, to act, and repeat the process. Keep repeating the process. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. So, we already talked about not forgiving. When we fail to forgive, we're trapped. It's like we're in jail. And you know, recently I was at my church and I was giving a talk to the women there. And I was talking, I was using the COVID lockdown as an example. I'm sure every single person here has experienced lock, lockdown from the COVID pandemic in one way or the other. Now, can you just imagine being in that situation for like five years? 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, it will break us, won't it? So unforgiveness is like a forever lockdown. It's like a forever COVID lockdown or can be likened to a forever COVID lockdown. So when you think about that, you know, men, we all want to get out of the COVID lockdown. We all want to be out. We all want to live our lives as close to normal as possible. And the, the other thing about forgiveness is that you do it for you, not for the person. When you forgive, it's, it's something personal to you. you. You don't have to care about how the other person feels, what they say. No. And sometimes, you know, people hurt you so much that you just feel you could get back at them. That, man, this cheating is not good. 
You know, recently my husband and I started this car business and we put some cars on a container and there was a classmate of mine that we went to secondary school together. I've known her for almost three years. She duped me. She duped me. She took my money. She took two vehicles, didn't pay a dime. And I'm like, I want to get the police to go and arrest her. I want to get the arm. Um, even if she goes away with my millions of naira, I want her to feel the pain that I'm feeling from this investment. We feel that way sometimes. But what does the Bible tell us in Deuteronomy 32 verse 35? It says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Sometimes, you know, when you hand people over to God, and you see God deal with them, man. You would even be praying for them that, oh my God. Ah. And when you see God fight for you. And that's why we shouldn't take on that position that we're God. We want to fight. We want, we can deal with this person. We have what it takes to humble them. No. We should leave it to God. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. So in conclusion today, we've talked quickly about forgiveness. I want to really thank you for your engagement. And we're going to go right next to the, to the, to the next topic, which is talking about prayer. Next slide. So what is prayer? So we're doing another quick exercise here, and I'm really being cognizant of the time. So what is prayer? We do this all the time on the, on the group. What is prayer to you? Can we please just write what we think prayer is in the in the in the chat box? What is prayer? What is prayer? Who is typing? Me. Hallelujah. What are you typing? Make a conscious oh, decision to let the pass. I'm not I can't see where you're typing. No. Communi I'm communion. Communion. Okay. I see communion. Reporting matters to God. Is a daily conversation with God, communication with God, communicating with God. Hallelujah. Is prayer one-sided? Two-way. God bless you. It's two-way. It's a two-way communication. How do we pray? My sisters, how do we pray? How? How? Never-ending conversation and listening. Thank you so much. How do we pray? How? How? How do you pray? How did you pray this morning? We just talk to God. We just talk. We open our mouths and we say something. And sometimes we don't open our mouths in our hearts. We have a silent conversation back and forth without saying a word. I'm driving sometimes, I'm praying. I'm, I'm scolding my children sometimes, I'm praying. <laughs> you know, it should be a constant relationship with the Lord. And why do we pray? Why do we have to pray? It's in agreement with God's word. Absolutely. Why do we pray? Why? You, you have to. We have to pray because, I mean, if you have a relationship, you cannot have a relationship with anyone if you don't communicate with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have a relationship with God, Hallelujah. you have to communicate with God. Exactly. And that is one. The other thing is, you know, if, if God is your creator and we are dependent on him to direct us and lead us in our everyday life, we just have to seek his guardian. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so many things we, we can do, but I think having that relationship with God and to be able to acknowledge him in everything that we do is key. And just to so just 
you know, appreciate him and thank him for being our, our father. Hallelujah. You know, you were saying something about um, how do we pray? We talked about talking to God, communication and everything. You know what? It's just like relationship. Sometimes you just keep quiet, but you're communicating. Hmm. You know, you, you 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 know your spouse or your, you know, there are ways our parents communicated to us, you know, their body language, you just tell us, no, don't even go there. So when you have this relationship with God, right, some, you don't, sometimes you don't say anything, he's your father, he knows you, that silence is actually praying, you're actually talking. Yeah, thank you Over so much, sister. Hold on. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sir Florita. I love a comment somebody made here, and I'm just going to round up with that. And the person says that prayer is an unedited conversation with God. When we talk to people, we edit it. We, we say, oh, how am I going to say that this person won't feel offended? But when we talk to God, we're like, God, I really feel crappy today. We can really be we can be vulnerable 1000%. Oftentimes you say, oh, we're vulnerable with our spouses, but it's not all the time. There's certain things that you feel like telling your spouse sometimes, and you say, ah, maybe I shouldn't, so it's not the right timing. But with God, every time is right. Thank you so much for those other comments, intimate conversations with our Father. Do we always feel like praying? Yes or no? Let's be no. honest. Exactly. We don't always. So oftentimes prayer is also conscious. We need to make a conscious effort to pray. I see a no and I see a yes. There's an angelic sister here that feels like praying 24-7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But yet, sometimes some people don't feel like You praying. are leading as we can pray. That's angelic sister. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> now, does God answer all our prayers? Was my last exercise here. Does God answer all our prayers and why? No. It doesn't. Absolutely. Okay, let's go to the next slide. Thank you. Thank you so much for your participation, sisters. You're making my job so easy. God bless you. Next slide. One moment, please. I don't know I think it's frozen. Okay. I can't remember. All right. Right. So. Um, Florita was talking about the role of prayer in my in my story, in my memoir, which which is all in my book. And I think, like she said, every single thing I went through in my life and came through was simply because I prayed. And I didn't just pray alone. There's some background noise somewhere. If you don't mind muting. Let me just mute. Of course, you're right here. Thank you. Mute. Someone just join in now. You, 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 we can hear you. Can you mute your speaker, please? Thank you so much. God bless you. And so in my book, starting from, starting from my childhood, my traumatic experience of being abused, prayer helped me navigate that. I also had a mother who just didn't stop praying. So even as a child, when I faced a lot of challenges, when I left home as, uh, as young as the age of 12 to go to boarding school, when I had to navigate the difficulties in boarding school, when I got engaged to get married to my first love, my heart throb, when he cheated on me and land landed in bed with my friend, 
when he abandoned myself and my daughter, my daughter was only three. My daughter is now 20. She has never set her eyes on her father since she was three. When I felt betrayed, when my ex-husband told me he didn't want me anymore, when I felt less than enough, when I was depressed and suicidal, when I felt life was no longer worth living, when I made the decision to go to America and I went through hell, when I made the second decision to go to U the UK and to bring up my daughter as a single parent, a road I had never walked before. God was with me because I didn't stop praying. When I did my residency to become a family physician, when I developed my career at that time alone in a cold foreign country, it was only through prayer. When I decided to move to Canada alone with my daughter, it was only through prayer. When I met my husband with my two lovely sons, it was only through prayer. When I was able to establish my business and my brand, it was only through prayer. And through all of that comes self-belief and communicating with God, even with tears. There were times I would strip myself naked and just pray to God. I just say, God, you have to help me. Praying without season, in all seasons of my life, whether it was summer, winter, spring, autumn, I prayed. My mother prayed. My siblings prayed. I had friends and women like you on this group that prayed along with me. So I'm nothing without prayer. I'm standing bef before you today because of prayers. So let nobody tell anybody that prayer doesn't work or prayer isn't a beautiful thing. I can tell you from my life story that it is. Next slide, please. So we've already talked about everything on this slide and I'm just gonna quickly go over it. Another acronym, remember my A the ASRS? Acknowledge, speak, act, and repeat. I have another one for prayer. And prayer starts with being persistent. Sometimes we need to be persistent. Remember the story of the, was it the widow in the Bible that kept asking, and, or even a neighbor that came to a brother and I kept asking and bugging him and bugging him. Eventually, he got what he wanted. So sometimes we need to be persistent. For the 15 or 10 plus years that I was a single mom, I kept praying and trusted God that, God will bring my husband my way. It didn't happen for over a decade later, but God did it. Second thing is to rely on God's word. Proverbs 3, 5 talks about trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Not leaning on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord and he will direct your path. So when we pray, we must rely upon God. Next thing, we must yield to God's will. And Jesus gave us the most beautiful example of that in Gethsemane. When he knew the, 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 what laid ahead of him, when he knew that he was going to suffer for you and I, when he knew that he was going to be nailed onto the cross to die, he said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. So when we pray, let's be ready to yield to God's will. Also, let us be expectant. Let us have faith in God when we pray that God answers our prayers. And even if he doesn't answer our prayer, it's still an answer to our prayers because it's because he doesn't want us to be in that situation. And he knows best. He knows why. 
Some prayers remain unanswered. And of course, our prayers must resonate with God's word. My friend that I said duped me, she goes for vigils. She goes to church all the time. But her behavior speaks the exact opposite. So when we do things, when we pray, our prayers must resonate with the word of God. And whatever that word is for you, whatever that word is for me, let us pray according to the will, according to the purpose, and according to the word of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. So, obstacles. Obstacles. So what is it that sometimes stops us from praying? Oftentimes we say we don't have time. Sometimes we're too busy. And as women, we need a routine. God bless you, sister, for that um, yoga thing. I'm going to join. It's, it's lovely. We need to have a routine. And prayer needs to be part of our routine. Before I get up every morning, I pray. Every morning before I get out of bed with my husband, we hold hands and pray. Every night before we go to bed, even when we're fighting, we hold hands and we pray. It's part of our routine. Sometimes we feel that we've prayed for too long and God has not answered. No. Without faith, we cannot please God. So we should have faith that God answers our prayers. And that's where doubt comes in. We should never doubt God's word. If God's word, the Bible says that God's promises, they are yea and they are amen. What is it that you're trusting God for? Don't doubt the Lord. And of course, these days of social media and so much information being thrown at us all the time. Don't compare. Don't get yourself into a race because a fellow sister has a house that's that big or drives a range and yours is old. Don't fall to that pressure. Don't compare yourself with anybody because that can cause obstacles for you. I don't know if there's any other thing you can talk about, but we're, we're a bit short of time. You can put it in the chat box and I'll talk about that later. Next slide, please. So in conclusion, our life is a journey. Forgiveness and prayer is the life or the engine that drives us. Remember the acronym ASA and prayer. Prayer is the key to a successful Christian life. And I didn't tell Sister Florita this, but I'm giving away a free copy of my book wow. to the fastest, two, 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 the fastest fingers to type the meaning of either Asa and prayer based on what I've shared with you tonight. Go ahead, choose one and write what it means and you get a free copy of my book. That goes to the winner. That's how I want to know I've connected with you. So this is my book. I'm giving it to the fastest finger. Whoever is able to type out what A-S-A-R means based on my presentation today. Up. Hallelujah. Acknowledge, speak, act, repeat. So, Diane or Divine, this is for you. Se please send your mailing address to Sister Florita. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. And I'm going to Divine, mail it to Divine, you. Let's see your face. God oh bless you. <laughs> Not, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, but it's cheaper, though. It's cheaper, though. I know, I know. It's God bless you, Sister Divine. 
she just had the fastest um finger everybody knew what the meaning was yeah <laughs> thank you so much next slide florita i want to thank all of you i just showed you my book if you are interested in getting a copy i can mail you an autographed copy it is on amazon i'm planning to do an audio version this summer but with covid and everything and full-time practice man it's been good <laughs> right and those are my details you can check my website know what i'm about